Hello and welcome back to the Public Eye podcast, which is, of course, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange right here in the heart of Newry. And remember, you too could make your own podcast in the Granite Exchange. You too could be part of the podcast like this. So do please get in touch. I'm your host, Sarah Travers. And throughout this series, I'll be speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how these companies have come to be, gaining insight into their growth and most importantly how they continue to innovate and continue to grow so wherever you get your podcasts from remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes over the next six weeks and subscribe to stay up to date so our guest today is Julie Gibbons managing director of Abbey Autoline which has brought together two of Northern Ireland's most established homegrown insurance brokers, Abbey Insurance and Autoline Insurance, two massive household names, making it the biggest insurance broker here now. And Abbey Autoline's personal insurance includes the core products of your home and car insurance, including young drivers, travel, van, motorbike and taxi, then tailor-made business and commercial insurance, and a dedicated offering for farm insurance which makes Abbey Autoline, I suppose, a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs here in Northern Ireland. Well, I'm joined, as I said, by Julie, Managing Director. Um, so have you got used to your new title, your <laughs> Abbey Autoline? Do you do you get confused? So you came from Autoline yes. and now you're Abbey Autoline. Yeah. How long were you with Autoline? I was with Autoline for 15 years um, before um, we merged with Abbey. Um, but we have been going through the integration project, I would say, for about 18 months, mm. which was obviously prolonged a little bit by COVID um, because we were meant to go live as o- Abbey Autoline on the 1st of May. And then um, we we had to delay that to the 1st of September. So what's it been like, the merger? I mean, to, <laughs> I suppose you were competitors and yes. now you're working yes. together. How's that gone down with staff and customers? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think a merger is... Uh, you know, is difficult. There have been bumps along the road, but the attraction of Autoline um, as a target by the Prestige Insurance Holdings Group, the the parent company that owns Abbey and Autoline now, they were really attracted by Autoline because our culture was so similar. Um, People are our greatest asset and, you know, customers, people buy from people. So, um, we had very, very similar values, but in other ways, we actually complemented each other in that um, Abby had, you know, a, 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 some core products that we didn't have access to and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we kind of zipped together rather than being pushed together and forced together. But that said, a merger, the soft stuff stuff is, is the hard stuff. Um, and a merger is, is more about building up trust um, communication to staff and uh, you know relationships and yeah I think we're finally there and I think there's a really new energy about you know about the organization despite the fact that we're still in the middle of this you know COVID crisis. So obviously you had the disappointing delay of, of launching yeah. the merger yeah. you know a good couple of months and um, that was very unfortunate for you but also if you think about it it wouldn't have been the right time to be launching something no. new on the 1st of May so no. you're up and running now what just a, a couple of weeks how's it going so far? 
yeah, it's I mean, it's going great because um, I suppose, you know, through COVID and even at the start of the year, we were reluctant to put too much advertising into either brand because we were essentially still competitors, even though we were working together. Um, and then with, with, with COVID, um, people were at home. They were looking for, um, I suppose, surety and safety and um, the fact that they were still on cover. So actually our renewal retention rate went up um, as our staff were, were able to you know, continue the service that they had previously been providing, albeit from home. Um, and um, we, so to be able to go out with a big splash campaign has kind of re-energised the brand, re-energised staff, and certainly um, we are getting a lot more inquiries as a result. And I suppose, well, you must have been affected too by the whole working from home, you know, not, a, not yeah. as many cars on the road. Then we had the debacle with the MOT centres, then mm-hmm. people wondering, do I need to renew my insurance if uh, I can't do my MOT? Was exactly. there was there a lot of confusion with the, with, the, with the calls coming in and were your staff now working from home? Yes, and on top of that, you have the whole green card debate yeah. <laughs> with Brexit looming in the background. But our, our staff are actually really knowledgeable and um, very much on the customer's side. You know, we are in the broker space, which... Um, some of the younger demographic don't always understand. So we really are working on behalf of the client um, when we're talking to the, our insurer partners. Um, and, uh, you know, through all of this, we have been trying to guide insurance, our, our, our customers through this tricky path of insurance. Um, you know, we've, we've also had the business interruption case, um, which uh, was taken by the FCA um, and... Um, uh, against insurers who wouldn't stand over business interruption claims. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had a lot of commercial clients who have been interested in that and um, our account executives on the in the commercial side of the business have been keeping their clients up to date um, with what insurers are saying on that front. So, yes, look, it's been a very, very, very busy year. Um, but we are, again, we're just all doing, you know, the best that we can. That's you know, all we can do at the minute. And, I have to say, it's a really good complaint to still be busy um, and, and still have such a loyal you know, customer base. Well, as uh, someone who is a mother of a 17-year-old yes. who just today, right now, is having her first driving lesson, um, I'm very aware about how expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> insurance can yes. be. And you, you've talked there about being a broker. So basically, you're for your customer... Do you honestly look for the best deal yeah. for them? Because as I've been trying to look for, you know, getting insurance for my daughter, there's such disparity. And <coughs> nowadays you've got the money supermarket, others are available, Indeed. internet, Google searches, and you're getting these people that are offering maybe a premium a thousand pounds less than what I'd already had before. How, how do you how do you make sure that, and how does the customer know that they're not getting fleeced? Yeah, it, look, this is... This is really what gives anybody insur- an insurance a really bad name. Um, and, you know, there are movements by the British Insurance Brokers Association as well as, um, uh, uh, you know, other industry bodies to try to, um, and, and the FCA actually, um, to protect consumers' rights. Um, so there are quite a number of regulations, you know, about transparency of price and, and so on in place that we have to uh, follow and, and we're happy to do that. Um, the, but this is what we do. This is our job as a broker to really explore the market um, for the best rate for the client. 
And that is what we do. Um, and that is why we have, you know, a 90% renewal retention rate um, because we do go through um, all of our insurer partners to see what is best for the client, not just in price, but certainly to match their needs and to tailor the policy to their requirements. And also it is our job to actually explain the cover to the client. So, for instance, for a young driver, um, you know, and that is a really interesting area of insurance for us um, because a, a number of years ago, both Abbey and Autoline got into the young driver space. Abbey got into it with um, a device that you, you put on your windscreen that's kind of like a, a box. Um, and a monitor, a really monitoring, for yeah, it's telematics, right, you know, okay. technology. And Autoline went down the app route. Um, so we have branded our young driver product as Chili Drive, oh. um, and we are, uh, you know, trying to build this Chili Drive community, um, where we will go out on CS a CSR initiative, um, into schools where we run a respect the road campaign. We have a crash simulator where we try to get, um, uh, driving age kids or just pre driving age kids into this crash simulator that simulates a crash. Um, to show them the dangers of texting while driving. Um, and, you know, because of that and the fact that we have a team of people who sit, um, you know, within the Chili Drive team uh, that tries to coach young drivers through their whole first year's experience of driving and mm-hmm. having insurance, because really to that point, young people don't even understand what insurance they is. They don't, no. So um, they just know it's expensive and their exactly. parents complain about it. Yes, yes, exactly. So, you know, so it's it's that sort of activity then that allows us as the broker to go to an insurer and say, look, look at what we do, you know, to try to support young people and coach them the whole way through this. And, you know, because of our combined buying power, you know, as the two brokers um, and the fact that they trust us as, as, as a, a broker that has integrity, um, we can actually get you know, additional discount and rates for young drivers. Um, so, you know, that really is the way that broking um, should operate. And Chili Drive, did you go for the app or did you go for the box? No, we've actually gone for the box now. Ah, you know, right. that's just literally hot off the press. So, you know, we are going to, um, and over time we would like to, you know, perhaps go back into the into app technology, but, you know, perhaps more as a display product. Maybe having um, an app on a phone is not the message really. No, exactly. No, no. So, um, so yes, so we, you know, technology is evolving all of the time. And what, how easy a sell is that if a parent does phone about... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a young person that they want to get insured. Do you find that you have to to, to work a little harder? Do they yeah. have to take this box to get insurance with you or can you find something else? Oh, no, you can find something else, but it, it may well be a different price point. Um, but, you know, so people are attracted, obviously, by the discounts that it will offer, the fact that it will monitor the young driver's mm-hmm. um, speed and 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 cornering and um you know behaviors like that and do you find that the the messages um that you deliver i know you've only just started out but (laughs) with the work that you've done previously do you find that the younger drivers that the 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 road safety message gets through yes it does i think particularly when they get into the crash simulator for instance Mm. but yes as a client if they haven't been exposed to that program um, if we, because we are interact, uh, interacting with them the whole 
way through their insurance policy, which is unusual for an insurance policy because normally you renew it or you buy it, um, you pay your money, and then throughout the year of, of um, insurance, you don't really hear no. anything until there is a claim or you have to renew again. Right. So, you know, whereas we have made the investment in that team who will contact the young driver to say, look, you have been speeding, um, you know, we are monitoring you. So, you know, two strikes and you're out, you know. That, but it that seems like the really decent thing to do because you do <clears> face then somebody getting fed up with that and stop snitching on my little Johnny. And But, but actually you're keeping them safe. Exactly. Well, we have done focus groups with young people and, you know, sort of Generation Z, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, and actually it was surprising that young people were saying, look, we like this. We don't care about being monitored. I mean, they are digital natives who have been born into this world where their every move is monitored. Um, and they're saying, actually, this keeps us safe because and and it actually um, proves that perhaps we were the better driver because young drivers get a bad rap. And if there is an accident, um, you know, and they have data to actually prove that they were driving um, within the limits, then, um, you know, they're protected as much as, uh, you know, getting you know a better deal on their insurance. Now, obviously, I've had my own agenda throughout the first 10 minutes of <laughs> this podcast, okay. <laughs> but you do provide other types yes, of insurance yes. too. So, um, you know, what what's new for you coming from Autoline? What were the products that you felt we need to get those from Abbey? Yeah, well, we, um, I suppose the our taxi account in Abbey is really, really strong. Um, so we do have... Um, an office on the Boucher Road in Belfast um, where taxi drivers are, you know, the taxi driving community of Belfast um, know it very, very well. And um, we have uh, staff that are very well trusted there. I often think that this must be very difficult now if you were starting a new job, the Mm -hmm. onboarding of of new staff and how, you know, you learn by watching somebody else, don't you? And that might not be... Well, Possible. you know, I mean, I suppose, you know, from the time that the high street started to reopen at the end of June, um, we are at the start of July, we began to open some offices again in the high street because I felt it would have been a huge mistake to be sitting in darkness, mm-hmm. you know, whilst other people were open around us. Um, and we looked for volunteers to come back, you know, on a skeleton staff basis. Um, and there were a lot of people who were very interested in coming back because, you know, lockdown has been tough, you know, for particularly for some individuals perhaps living alone who felt isolated. You know, there have been mental health issues reported mm-hmm. throughout the whole pandemic. And, you know, so there were a lot of people who were really glad to get back into the office. Um, and we did look at, you know, people who needed coaching or supervision, you know, and, and, and said, right, you know, they should be prioritised too. What would you say your plans are? I mean, you had all these great plans, but what <laughs> is it literally just keep knuckling down and doing what we're doing? Or do you still have great plans for moving forward? Well, I, I don't think we've had an opportunity to really work on the cultural element just yet. You know, we had to get a lot of the hard stuff out of the way, you know, through integration, like a system change, um, a phone system integration. Um, we had to look at our policies. We had to look at... Um, you know, our personal lines, you know, organisational structure. Um, And, you know, that was all really, really tough for people to just knuckle down, slog through for the last year. Um, And I had made a pledge that I would, um, you know, start to communicate again, put sort of innovative work practices in place, maybe focus on CSR for staff. Um, And, you know, we haven't really had an opportunity to do that because of COVID, but that would be my intention for next year. Um, Also, we are 
constantly scanning the horizon for new innovative products for um, for our clients. Um, we're working on our online offerings as well. Um, and, you know, to try to modernize the whole broking business, which isn't just a case of getting online and, you know, improving our online services, but it's also, you know, it is the way that we work and our innovative work practices, more flexible working and, and such like. Um, and also, um, we do have an acquisitive eye. So um, if the right um, opportunity came along um, in either GB, NI or ROI markets, um, that was the right fit or, you know, the right um, the right culture, we would be, you know, very tempted to grow our business um, through acquisition as well. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Exchange. Do you need an office or a meeting room space? Granite Exchange is the ultimate serviced office and meeting room facility. Located in the heart of Newry City, it is perfectly placed between Belfast and Dublin. Each office suite is fully furnished and comes with an all-inclusive monthly fee with no long-term contract. All you have to do is show up and switch on. The rest is taken care of. For more information, call 028 3044 2500 or visit www.granite-exchange.com. Now, you've obviously had a keen eye for opportunity uh, <laughs> throughout your life. I'm just reading a little bit here about, about your background. And whenever you were studying law and French at Queen's University um, all those years ago, did you ever think that you would be a managing director of the biggest insurance broker here in Northern Ireland? <laughs> Definitely not. So how did it all, where did you go? Or how, um, are you from Newry? I'm from Restrever. Right, yeah. Restrever, yeah, right, yeah. okay. Um, yes, but I suppose... Yeah, I had I I knew whenever I was studying law in French that um the law was not going to be for me. Um but why? Um I just I felt that it was um quite, you know, theoretical, you know, very text driven. Boring. Um Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend no. my you know, my we're, my we're NJMK solicitors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my past, you know, classmates in law and all the people who gave me work experience as well to put me off it. <laughs> and um, I did really enjoy the French part. I yeah. loved the travelling. Um, and I did, I suppose, my, my mother and my father were both in business, um, you know, in various times of so their life. So what did they do? Um, my dad had a construction company in Kilkeel. My mum had a delicatessen in Warren Point. Oh. And, you know, probably ahead of her time, I'm actually. very ahead of her time, yeah. So, um so, you know, I kind of always felt, I always had the business bug in my blood and um, and I felt that that business would give you more opportunity to um, use or utilise your interpersonal skills and your personality. Um, and, um, and that's why it kind of attracted me. But I did, through the milk round at Queen's, I got a job with Desmond's. And I don't know if you remember yes, them. I but they were the Yeah, they were the biggest manufacturer at one point for Marks, Marks and Spencer. Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden after university, all my friends were off doing years out or going into the institute. And I was um, doing um, work study or time and motion studies on a factory floor in Swatra you know you know with what's people wrong with that make, you know <laughs> making pajamas and I was thinking what have I done but um you know then I got fantastic exposure to other things throughout the three years there and you know it just developed from there I went to Dublin to KPMG to consultancy 
Um, I loved getting into lots of different businesses then um, and seeing how they operated. They sponsored me through an MBA, which was fantastic. I was quite young to do it in Dublin, um, where, you know, a lot of my classmates were older. So there were a lot of there was a lot of mentoring um, uh, and it was a fantastic opportunity. And I ended up in Chicago then working for a startup um, after that. Um, and it was a very circuitous way. But um, And came back and worked in Microsoft goodness. before I came back to Risk Trevor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you really did do so much. And do you think that every every opportunity, even if it was in SWAT Tremic and doing the time in motion studies, um, did you learn an awful lot that you took? Oh, yeah. So you learn everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Every experience that you have um add something you know so um you know it probably I would say in Swatra I got the corners knocked off me a bit you know um <laughs> through you know through some of the exchanges you know with the with the factory floor and you know yeah yeah you take something you carry with you something from every one of your experiences even if you feel <laughs> miserable at the time you know it, it's it's all learning and I um, hope nobody's listening from Abbey Auto Line, but are you done, <laughs> do you think, moving around? This? Of course. <laughs> no, I am really committed to the people within mm. Abbey Auto Line. And, and, I, and you know, I feel like I haven't even started yet. You know, um, I'm only at the start of this journey and, um, and, and there's so much that I want to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm really committed. So you're also very into your local Chamber of Commerce too, being Vice President of uh, <laughs> Newry Chamber of Commerce and Trade. Does that mean you become President then? Um, yeah, well, yeah, watch this space. <laughs> I don't know if I can fit it in. But yeah, um, it, uh, look, I've been committed to the Chamber since I came back and really started to work in, in Autoline and... Um, and I think the, the driving force for it is that I know what a great area it is to live and work here in, you know, in, in Rostrever and in uh, work in Uri. And there's such a, a culture and atmosphere of entrepreneurialism across Uri that is, you know, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it is, you know, because it's a border economy or, or, or whatnot, but, you know, I feel like I owe something back, you know, to the community here. But also I want to create, you know, this fantastic place to live and work so that my daughters, when they grow up, will, you know, want to get back here. <laughs> and do you see Brexit as providing a good opportunity then because of the strategic placement? Yeah, of I mean, yes, I think that, um, you know, behind everything that looks initially like a threat, you know, well, and certainly in Uri, we always make it an opportunity and make the best of it. So yes, with 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 everything comes opportunity, and we are in NI. There is a real opportunity to make this work for us, and you know, differentiate ourselves as NI Inc. How would you describe yourself as a leader? <laughs> no. There's a big question that Eight you haven't prepared like for. <laughs> or what kind of leader would you like to be thought of as? Well, I like to bring people along with me and get their buy-in rather than um you know forcing people i have a very collaborative and consultative way of working um i you know nothing is going to work if you just try to force people and drag them along into you know into something that they're um they're not going to like or they're going to hate so um i like to hear everybody's ideas and and implement them you know um if if they work for the business um, because then, you know, then you have credibility and, you know, I, I like people to trust, to trust me and trust my integrity and um, that I will do what I say I will do. Um, and, 
uh, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I think I like the model of leadership that is, you know, serving, serving your staff and serving your customers. You also talked about getting the fabulous opportunity to do the MBA and the importance of, of mentoring. Do you think that mentoring is hugely important yeah. for everyone in business or everyone, no matter what they do? Yes, I really do. And I think it can be very informal. Um, I think there's been a lot of informal mentoring um, throughout Autoline and uh, th- and throughout Abbey over the years. Um, I, I recently got asked a question about um, the predominance of, uh, or not the predominance, but, you know, the, the presence of so many um, uh, females actually, um, you know, uh, in, in management roles across Abbey Autoline and, you know, even at board level. Um, and, you know, they said, is this has this been a deliberate sort of diversity plan? And in reality, no, it's just that it's it's sort of, you know, bubbled to the top. But I think a lot of that is due to um, a lot of informal mentoring um, throughout the years um, because we like to, you know, promote from within and, um, you know, get our best talent sometimes by doing that. And can you think of somebody from your life that has perhaps had the greatest impact when it comes to nurturing you, making you believe in yourself, giving you that push that, you know, did was it a boss? Was it a teacher? Was it a member of the family? Was it a colleague that took the time to say, you can do this? I think, as you said earlier, Sarah, you know, do you take something from everything that you have been through? And I think sometimes the windy road is, uh, you know, is the better road. Um, and there have been many, I have been really fortunate actually um, th- along the way where I've had many different people and, and mentors that who I've learnt from um, and a very, very supportive family, very supportive husband and, and even children. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I've also been a member of Vistage, um, which is a, a, you know, a peer group. And I had a lot of champions there who would really push you out of your, cult, you know, your comfort zone. So, you know, and and obviously, you know, the previous business owner, Michael Blaney, you know, was was really, really supportive and, you know, pushing me into the, these this position. Um, but, you know, but equally, I'm also fortunate, you know, I have um, Phil Bunker, our chairman, you know, Trevor Shaw, the CEO, you know, of the company, brilliant mentors, you know, um, to take me that bit further and, you know, give me lots of, you know, boardroom tips and um, and um, advice. Um, during this time as well, I suppose you've mentioned there your your husband and your your children as well. We've been really aware of work life balance. We've been aware of sometimes you know work being at home all the time during during lockdown or of whatever the situation presented to you. Um, how do you cope? How do you get the balance right between home and work? Um, I think that I. I, I suppose, you know, outside of work, I really, really prioritise family. So they, you know, come first. Um, I am very conscious all of the time that my kids are quite young and that that will not be the case forever. So, you know, other things do fall by the wayside. You know, I don't meet up with friends just as, as much as I would like, but that will come back. Um, so I do dedicate myself, you know, to, to the family outside of work. Um, we do a lot of things. We're very outdoorsy, so you know we're and in Restrever, we're perfectly placed for that. So we're you know we're up the mountain every opportunity we get, um, or out on Carlingford Lock, you know, um, do, doing a lot of boating and uh, sailing and stuff. So, um, uh, you know, and and I actually think that whilst I have loved getting back into the office, um, during um, you know the the latter stage of COVID. 
Um, I do think that, uh, you know, the working from home gives you a bit more balance. It is very, very intense and you don't really have an end to your day. Your work kind of expands to fill the time that you save from traveling. But, you know, it, it does give you, you know, at least you're there and you can go straight from your computer into the kitchen you know um but you know yeah to the washing machine yeah exactly but you know there there are those things sometimes you do feel a bit um I think as a working mother you do feel sometimes you know oh you know the odds are stacked stacked against you but But you know being there it's that presence it is it is nice to know that they if they needed you yes exactly yeah yeah um you said that you think you feel that you've been very fortunate to get where you are but they do say that fortune favors the brave um if there's anybody listening to this now um, and that's really the purpose of this of this podcast is to inspire people to to do things, either take a risk, leave what they're doing, start their own business. Um, but they're unsure as to whether or not it's good enough to do that. Mm. What would you say to them? I would say um, follow your gut. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, there, there, there are lots of, you know, fancy words you know for that you know that you're all aligned you know that your mind and your you know um uh, your your sort of inner truth are aligned but you know really it is it is your gut feeling you know if you know something is right um then go after it or you know sometimes take a risk you know what is the worst that can happen you know you can always whenever I moved to the states for instance you know it, it was like what is the worst that can happen and you know I did move over there for a job and once I got there lock stock and barrel um, you know, it was it, uh, the rug was pulled out from under me. There were no that they were making people redundant. So there was my visa. There was my job gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but yet, you know, I got another job, got another visa. You know, it all worked out in the end. So um, yeah. yeah, I would be. You know, when my kids get to that age, you know, to that age, you know, try it. You know, every experience is going to give you something. Try it and give it yeah, a go. Yeah, Absolutely. give it a go. And yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Julie. Thanks, Julie Gibbons there from Autoline, um, originally, but now Managing Director of <laughs> Abbey Autoline. Um, it's been a pleasure, as I said. Thanks. Thank you so much to Julie for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you for tuning in. And if you can, please join me again on the next episode, where I'll be talking to Cahill from CGDM. <laughs> this podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.